Welcome back, people. It is the episode 17 draft pacular. Draftacular. <laughs> Vince, we are back. Yes. How you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. Um, you know, I'm going to the Denvi this weekend. The uh Colorado. The the, the where? Denvi, dude. The Denvi. The Denvi. Uh, I'm going to, <laughs> going to Denver, Colorado this weekend. The Denvi. It's going to be uh, dope. I'm going to be watching the draft uh, literally in my hotel room probably. So that's going to be dope. How are you, man? You know, Vince, I'm a little disappointed. And to be perfectly honest, last year we made a semi-viral TikTok. Semi-viral. <laughs> Uh, if anybody would like to go see it, got almost 200,000 views and it's on yeah. the Brotopia 74 TikTok. Highly recommend all if of this so listening group. If you're so inclined to go look and listen, we'll post it on the Instagram just for shits and giggles. And, you know, who knows? We might get some traction out of it. So, you know, last year we went viral, semi-viral because of it, because the Bears drafted Justin Fields and we lost yeah. our damn minds. And uh, we're like finally having some hope that the Bears could have a quarterback. Um, that's still out for yeah. question, yeah. but <laughs> we are still excited as a fan group. And this draft is still an exciting time, even though we don't yes. have a first round draft pick. But we're going to get into it. Justification. That was my justification. You know, I have to miss oh, the first round draft pick. So, not one of your best friends getting married that has nothing to do with. It. No, that's the reason I'm going for sure. But that's one of my justifications. They're like, it's not that bad that I'm not going to be there because they don't even have first round. Shout out to Richie, by the way. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Richie guy. Boy, fan of the pod, fan of us more so yes. than anything, right? And a, and a beautiful, beautiful man. Just, Just a good human being, and he's and, be so married. One of the biggest White Sox fans I know, and one of the most yep. loyal White Sox fans I know, is yep. getting married. So, cheers and props to that guy. Cheers. Clink, clink. Clink, clink to this guy. And There it is. <laughs> there it is, literally. And we are here for it. So, Vince, you yes. brought this to my attention today for a new strange thing. generally unusual. do with these strange things, because I'm fucking strange. <laughs> he is a little fucking weird. But yeah. that's why we that's love cool. him. So Vince yeah. always likes to bring these odd and strange and unusual things to my face. Yeah. Like Mike Tyson punching someone in the face. Uh, or hey, Amber Heard. Last week. Right. Or Amber Heard shitting <laughs> in a bed. So yes. now we're going to get into or this. Or Shaq. Remember the Shaq one? Wow. Never mind. Sorry. I'm just uh, thinking back. When you the Shaq uh, one? Put that bu- the bucket of piss on his teammates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, how could I? How could I? Here. How could I forget? I mean, when how we say strange and unusual, exactly. this is a strange <laughs> and unusual show. It's a strange and unusual topic, usually every week. So we are here for it. So Vince, why don't you kick this week off? Yes. With strange and unusual. All right. So this isn't actually an old video. It just resurfaced in my life. People are talking about it right now. Um, soccer mom turned MMA fighter Katie Castro gets knocked out. Basically, little backstory. Go watch the video if you haven't seen it. This lady looks like she just got out of the minivan, just getting back from like her kid's soccer practice, and she just walks in the ring and just fights somebody. Very weird, a little off-putting. She's 0-3, been knocked out three times, and supposedly her boyfriend was a fight promoter, and that's why she was in there, but it is insane to watch. I mean, listen, it is one of these situations where you watch this video – and you're like, what was she even doing? 
Right. You don't belong. <laughs> you don't belong here. It's like she's got the Karen haircut. No offense to any woman named Karen. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, honestly, for the bad rap. Sorry <laughs> for the bad rap in the name, but she has a total Karen cut, and Absolutely. she looks as if like she's gonna about like about to bitch out the waiter, right? Like oh, she's yeah. about to piss off somebody at a local Fridays. But this time so, the waiter is an MMA fighter. <laughs> but this time the waiter is that of a other female MMA fighter. And she is not fucking Who's clearly trained. Yes. Who's yes, clearly she, trained. Like, Karen comes out, a.k.a., you know, Katie. Katie Castro. Katie Castro, name? yes. Katie Cash. So Katie Cash comes out, and she's about to, you know, throw some haymakers. And this one's just like, okay, you're about to go downtown. Chinatown. And she just totally hits her in the yes, jaw yes. one time. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Yeah, she didn't belong. I don't know what the story is behind it. This is from 2015, so she's no longer a fighter. Um, but you know, she had her time. She can say that she was a professional fighter, and she's been in the ring for 64 seconds or something like that in total. She lost three fights. <laughs> Either that, Vince, or it was something totally out of bounds where maybe her boyfriend was a failed promoter and yeah. he was trying to get as much clout as possible. So he just, threw and her in there, yeah. just was like, hey, babe. You want to be a fighter with your Karen cut? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and this is what we got. I mean, she finished 0-3, supposedly. You know, it was a, there was there was an investigation. But we're never going to know. Right. We're exactly. never going to know. Great and to get off of this topic, because this just is a fun one. I mean, Vince, we are here for one reason. And really yes. one reason only. I mean, we're going to touch on the NBA too. playoffs briefly, but... We are here for one in particular reason, and that is to break down the 2022 NFL Draft. I am so excited for this right yes. now. Yes, and the day that we're posting this is the day that it starts. So Literally. good morning, everybody. Happy to see you. Happy Draft Day. Happy Draft Day. Whether or not you knew it or not, happy Whether Draft or not you day. celebrate it, <laughs> happy we're Draft doing Day. This. The day this drops <laughs> is Draft do. Day. Yep. So, you know, we're not doing it on draft day necessarily, but here we, we are. kind of are in your head. Hey, in everybody's Boom. head. Boom. So, Vince, you know, I'm going to kind of – we're going to go pick for pick here, right? I think that's the the best way to do this because if I we're like going to go list for list, then we're going to be losing our minds, yes. right? So, you know, I kind of want you to kind of start this conversation right now as to like what you're thinking this overall draft is going to be and like what your overall outlook is for this draft. Because I have some opinions overall as to what this draft is going to be about for the NFLs in 2022 and how this is going to look for multiple teams and teams who are on the cusp. But yes. I mean, what would what would your breakdown be right now? I mean, <sighs> What for like the draft in general? As a yeah, whole? just just your overall. It's uh extremely edge rusher heavy <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna see a lot of teams bringing a lot of uh, a lot of good guys on their line. Um, wide receiver heavy every year. I feel like it's always wide receiver heavy. Um, I don't know this one. I was saying it before we started talking. This one was tough for me to kind of place people in in at teams, and this is my first one. Technically, I wasn't here last year. Um, so yeah, this has been, this has been an interesting little thought process for me. I've never been a big mock draft guy. I got bred them and all that, but making my own is a whole different beast. 
Vince, I am re- I am totally sorry. Okay, so listen. So last year, this whole thing kicked off. Episode one, season one of the Taxi yes. Squad podcast. We were leading into this narrative of the draft. And I am with former dude who no longer exists. Rest in peace. But R.I.P. R.I.P. Not dead, but R.I.P. <laughs> and and now Vince is full in on the mock draft spectacular. Oh, so we are here for it. Okay, Vince, welcome, Thank welcome. So and and I'm so, so and I just can't explain to this group right now how blessed this individual is to have the person uh, to be my co-host. But beyond that, beyond that. Beyond the love and the praise, he is about to embark on something that is beyond what he ever thought would even happen. So we are about to go into this. So why don't you just kick this off as to yes. how you're feeling overall about this draft? I know you're yes. not a mock draft guy in quote. No, no, no. I no, I, I said that incorrectly. I am for sure. I just never made it myself. In. Right. I never made him myself. So like making it myself, I was like, now it's time for me to make this actual decision where this guy would go. So it's Love a different it. thought process. You know? Explain. Explain. So what's your thought process behind this draft? Overall, this draft class, it, it, it is edge rusher heavy. It is O-line heavy. It got, is wide yeah. receiver heavy. That would that's those are things I would say overall. Yes. I mean it's weird too because you kind of got to place a quarterback. You expect a quarterback to go at some point in the first round. This one is it's late for me for sure. I'm just gonna warn people off the bat. It is late for me. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams with a lot of guys they believe in at quarterback. So like, you just got to move the quarterback down a lot, which kind of makes it interesting. Um, especially teams at the top, they kind of have the, a lot of those teams have their guys already. So yeah, no, this has been fun to kind of put together. I think a lot of people are going to reach. Yes. I think that there's going to be some reaches in this draft, just like any other draft. I think we're going to get into some interesting topics here. So, Vince, being the newbie yes. of the 2022 Draft Spectacular, or Draft-tacular, mm-hmm. or Draft Spectacular. Sure. Why don't you kick it off? First pick, 2022 first draft. Pick. Drum roll, please. This may come as a surprise. I put Aiden Hutchinson in Jacksonville. Oh. One overall. Come on. It's con- it's uh, conservative for sure. Wow. Um, and I think that's good for Jacksonville because uh, they don't have a lot of uh, sure things. Is he, he going to be the ed- best edge rusher in the draft? Probably not. No way. Um, But he's probably the most seasoned right now. He moves really well. I think he would be good in Jacksonville. He's not going to be a distraction, unlike their coach, a la last year. So I like him in Jacksonville. Well, interesting take. I Here would say that that is the conservative pick. Yes. But. But. Yes. If we look at yeah, this pick overall, this. Jacksonville yes. is a franchise that is failing to keep their quarterback upright. So if you look at this draft in particular, there is a glaring need for offensive linemen in many yes. different positions. Yes. So that's where my head was going. And I can't pronounce his last name. I was going to say that should be like a full oh, warning. Boy. There's, a, there's a couple guys in here that I'm going to butcher. I don't know what happened. I don't... I'll learn it at some point. What, is that me or you? So I just made a bunch of things go boom. Over here? 
What'd you do? Okay. So his name is Ikum something Avawasu. And he's out of NC State. All right. Icky, right? Icky. Icky's my guy. Yes. Icky Awasu out of NC State. Okay. That's a big boy. That is one big boy. One big boy. Yeah. And most likely the best offensive tackle in this draft. So that's where I go. Okay. Forgive me for the technical difficulty. It's fine. I have a sound for that. I'm just going to cut it out. <laughs> We're just going to cut it out. Vince, we appreciate you and your editing. Oh, yeah. um, but bad. this is definitely one of these situations where I definitely believe that Jacksonville goes offensive tackle more so than anything in this draft. I thought about that for sure. Well, you got to keep the QB upright. There's That's a fact. I you got to keep the QB upright. You learned that in Cincinnati last year. Um, but they still made it as that far, so who knows? And technically, you could get that done in free the agency, yeah. free agencies. But in my eyes, this is something to pay attention to more so in a sense of this is immediate need. This is They're going to grow together, too. Right. Him and Trevor. Him and Trevor are going to grow together. Um, I mean, he's a big fucking dude. Like, he's going to be big, good no matter where he is. I just, like I said, it's edge heavy. I start with edge, but mm-hmm. I like Icky. Edge heavy, and as we'll see as my draft progresses, I have some wild cards here. I mean, because yes. we just don't know how this is going to go. I have some some potential trade scenarios. We just don't know oh. how it's going to work. Oh, oh yeah. Look at this guy go. Oh yeah. I mean, if we're just going to go off basic bitch draft mock. Right. Okay. You know Fine. someone's going to get traded. Someone's going to get traded. There's going to be a trade here at some point in the line. It's just where it's going to be. So, right. Vince, Detroit Lions, pick number two. Who are you going with? I got my boy, Trayvon Walker. Another edge rusher, huh? Let's go. Look at this guy. Big boy, Mr. Georgia. That defensive line, absolutely wow. fierce. Trayvon Walker's big boy. Wow. And I can see the Lions using him in that, you know, get a, get him down, go to go to Aaron Rodgers, let him meet a guy, you know, I like it. I like it for the Lions. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. We're looking at Aaron Rodgers getting put on his ass. <laughs> All right. I can't uh, hate it. I none of us it. can hate it. I mean, right. hey, shout out Packers Mike. Anyway, <laughs> I like where your head's going you here. You said it, not me, bud. <laughs> I like where your head's going. Yep. I have to own it at this point. Anyway, <laughs> I like where your head's at. So I had a different theory, okay? So to me, perfect place, perfect time, perfect scenario. You had Aiden Hutchinson going number one. I have him going number two to the Lions. Just due to the fact that the Lions, hometown team, Aiden Hutchinson isn't necessarily going to get drafted that first pick in the draft just due to need overall. Right. Right. Because if you look at the Jacksonville defense, it wasn't awful. Right. The biggest hole is offensive line. Why I pick my guy. Okay. So pick number two, Detroit Lions, hometown guy, Aiden Hutchinson, Michigan guy, edge rusher. He's from Michigan, too. I mean, it's a perfect story for sure. And if I didn't put him on, he's going to. (laughs) See? Perfect story. That's how I kind of view this, right? So... If I had to break down how I view it, I'm more so of a story guy, hometown guy, Cinderella story. So it does happen often. It does. And I think 
Aiden Hutchinson fits the bill more so than most. So that's interesting. Now we go to pick number three, Lovey Smith, yes. Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lovey Smith has multiple picks in this first round. And I have no some doubt. interesting, interesting takes on this, but I want yours to be the forefront here. So yes. Vince pick number three, who are the Texans taking? Yeah. This is where Icky goes, man. Oh, protect, protect Davis Mills, protect Davis oh. Mills. He's their guy. They already said he's their guy. Lovey brings in Icky. He's good on the line. Takes care of Davis Mills. I love to see it. Now, your thought process behind this, is this something that the Texans come out and say, yeah, Icky's our guy. He is the one that we want in the fold. What's the thought process behind it? I mean, I, I do think it's a young quarterback bring in the big offensive tackle that could take care of business. Um, they're obviously a young team. And they're not winning the division this year, but they were surprisingly pretty good last year. And if you throw Icky on there, not pretty good, excuse me, pretty good in certain pockets of the season. You bring Icky in there, it's an easy plug and play, and they can get the team going. It's kind of similar to Jacksonville where you're like, you want a sure thing, you want a guy that can come in and do this. Now, would you say this is something that is, hmm, do you think this is between like Evan O'Neill and Icky? Because Evan O'Neill is a Bama guy facing yeah. SEC I mean, talent Icky, Icky's all year the best long. Talent. Icky's the best talent in my head. Big boy. I would agree with build. that. I would agree he, with, he's been going agree. up the he's been going up the board since. I mean, listen, the end of the he's six four three ten, big cat. Played at NC State, did yeah. his thing, but you know, I don't know. You look at you look at certain scenarios where it's like, well, does that make sense for a Trayvon Walker, right? Or does it yeah. make sense for somebody coming to a team that is more so defensive-based, right? Yeah. Because some people have Evan O'Neill going right there. Alabama, 6'7", Why are you putting an O in front of his name? <laughs> what do you mean? It's Evan Neal. Well... I think Jermaine O'Neal, and I get I get on my best. No, I like it. Make him a little Irish. I fuck with it. <laughs> Trill. Trill. That's true. Like it. But, no, for real, I think a lot of people think Evan Neal is the yes. guy. Forgive yeah, me no, for I making mean, him Irish, but. <laughs> no, I like it. I like how it. you doing? Keep it moving. I, they uh, both could. I mean, Evan Neal's a big boy. Evan Neal's a proven commodity as well. That's, like, the good thing with these offensive linemen. Like, I have what three of them in my top 10 right now that I'm going to, that are going to go. So, I mean, you could interchange them. I like Icky the best. I feel like it makes sense in Houston. That's the only reason why I put them there. Fair. So hey, you put them one. So, well, I did mm-hmm. put him one. Cause I think he is ultimately the best offensive talent next yeah. to Evan Neal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not Evan O'Neal. <laughs> no, I like it. We got to stick with it. Now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Evan how O'Neal. you doing, Evan O'Neal? Oh Neil, hi. How you doing? <laughs> I can do that. I'm Irish. <laughs> exactly, and I'm semi-Irish, but we'll get to that on a different day. But I think back to Lovey Smith, Chicago Bears, early time frame about that. Yeah. It's difficult for my brain not to go there. Yeah. So being a Bears fan, as long as I have been and and you understanding my thought process, I just think defense, 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 defense. Yes. So Kayvon Thibodeau, 
is my pick at number three. I yeah. think it is a no-brainer for the Houston Texans. This is what they want. This is their Mario Williams. This is their staple on their defensive line, edge rusher guy that Lovey Smith grips around and says, this is what you're going to do. We're going to make you the next Julius Peppers. Yep. Boom. And a lot of people have a lot of questions on his motor. And a lot of people have a lot of questions That's, on his yeah. work ethic. People um, are, there's a lot of people saying that he just doesn't love it as much as the other guys. I don't know how much I buy into all that stuff, but they, I mean, whispers on the Avenue here, man. <laughs> well, and, and, and I agree with that where I don't buy into much of that as much as most where in my it eyes, it can mean something, but yeah, not in, always in my eyes. This is something where Kayvon Thibodeau coming out of Oregon, freak athlete, size, length, whole shot. I think the athleticism, how it all comes together fits this defense perfectly. And yeah. I know the idea is to keep Davis mills upright but you have a slew of draft picks that you can pick up guards and tackles sure. in the second, third, fourth, fifth round. You didn't trade any of those picks away. So go for the best talent while you have it. And Kayvon Thibodeau, in my opinion, is arguably a top 10, top five talent in this draft. Absolutely. So I, I mean, yeah, agreed. I mean, hey, Vince, you can disagree with me. We can go. No, 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 no. I was, I was going to, I was going to hop. I was going to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go into pick four. I didn't want to go into pick four. Oh come on! I want to go you to pick four. The Jets. All right, New York Jets. I put Kayvon Thibodeau on the New York Jets. Oh, <laughs> so that's what I was saying. People were talking about that again. I don't take much much buy in there, but I like him on the Jets. I think it makes sense. I hope they're good. I always get this weird feeling about Jets draft picks. I never feel good for the guys that go there. Um, but I don't know. I think he could be good. Obviously, he's got all the the physical attributes are insane. You look at the guy, he's insane. He's fast as hell. He's twitchy. He's good. If he's committed and goes at it, I don't see why he wouldn't be a star in the league. So, totally. Put him on the Jets. Listen, I think that's not out of bounds either. In my opinion, the Jets also need to protect a young... He's fast enough. He's good. <laughs> well... No, I'm kidding. They need to protect him for sure. They need to protect Zachy Boy, and they already got their guy last yep. year in yep. the late half of the first round or middle half of the first round out of USC. But I believe that this draft. Yeah, Makai Becton. Great, great name drop. Great work. Yeah. What I will say is Makai Becton last year. This year, I believe there is a focus on defense, but I feel as if that focus trends towards the end of the draft. I feel like the first okay. half of this draft, you have two draft picks within the top 10. You're going to beef up that offense to protect, A, your quarterback, and then to give him a weapon, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, now, with that being said, Evan Neal, New York Jets, number four. Prediction. I like that. Yep, I like that. I mean, all of our top ten guys are kind of going. We're matching up pretty well. I feel like. I mean, um, we're 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 flipping the flipping the script here we're a flipping, little bit. Yeah, one, two, two, three, three, four. One, two, two, three, two, four. Yes, fine. Yeah. But we're still on a similar wavelength where it could go each way. Yeah. And I sure. like the way we're going about things right now. We're we're not out of bounds. I think Mel Kiper and Todd McShay would be proud of us. 
I, dude, I agree. That's all I want in life. <laughs> That's all I could ask for. So continue. So now yes. we go to the fifth pick in the draft. New York yeah. Giants, who could thank us for one of these picks. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Okay, so New York Giants on the clock. I'm giving them the best name in the draft. Sauce Gardner, Cincinnati, defensive back, baby. Let's go. Sauce Gardner is a shit. He's tall. He's freaking sticky hands. He can catch anything, um, and he's confident as hell. And he was amazing all year, and he was one of the – I mean, one of the – if not the top guy in that Cincinnati defense. So I like him. I think he's going to be good for a long time, Sauce Gardner. No hesitation. I'm with you. I think this is the only pick we have in common through the rest of this draft. Honestly, Sauce, to me, didn't give up a touchdown throughout his entire college career. I mean, mind you, he was playing for Cincinnati. So we can't lead too heavy into that. But then again. But they were still really fucking good, no matter what. (laughs) Yeah, until you play Bama. Anyway. I know. um, Anyway, Sauce is a guy. He's got length. He's got size. He is someone who is a true shutdown corner in this draft. I mean, he's 6'3". He's a guy. So it makes a lot of sense to me. The true lockdown corner of this draft goes to a team that really needs it. Good luck playing in New York. But (laughs) then again, you got your guy. And let's move from there. Oh, yeah. You got got the right right Brian on your side. So... (laughs) The proper Brian. Let's go Dable. Uh, I love Dable. Dable's the man. Dable's the man. So now we're moving into the Carolina Panthers. Hasn't had a franchise quarterback in many, many years. Totally. Uh, I mean, Cam Newton was probably the last person you could really lean on. And as you know, as a fan of the show, uh, Chicago Mike is a big Sam Darnold. I mean, (laughs) is a Darniak. Something like that. We'll, We'll get Norman Nate's take on that here in the next few weeks but sam darnold is in my eyes still a qb mid one to two um but a two tops i don't know you know this is a this is an interesting pick <laughs> He's only so at what, 15 years <laughs> what was your thought process on this pick at number six for the carolina panthers because there are many glaring needs the but, carolina panthers are way too early in this draft to pick a quarterback. In oh, my boy. Opinion. Oh, boy. They're not going to. You want to know who they're going with? Who Your they're going man, with? Evan Neal. Big boy. Get him in there. Really? Yes. I like it. I think you got to you gotta bolster up that line. You got to stop going for quarterback after quarterback after quarterback over and over again. Get them staple pieces down. Slowly build the team. I think this is the best way to do it. Um, he works in any system. In case you know coaching changes happen, whatever it may be, um, he's just great. He's played top level competitions. Everybody knows he's good, um, and he's a big fucking dude. He's six seven, so why not? But I mean, yeah, he's a big boy. I like him there. I think it's a safe pick. I think it's an easy pick. Yeah, a lot of people are are looking at this from a sense of yeah, okay, what makes sense? What makes sense? Hmm. It's generally how I go about life. True. <laughs> Fair statement, but we have some things to keep in the mind. We have a okay. failing head coach, one. One failing head coach. That's Matt Rule. Baylor guy, 
did it great in the Big 12, brought that team to new heights, got a gig quickly out of college. To, hasn't been too hot. <laughs> yeah, hasn't been the guy. And, I mean, he's had it. He's had it rough, you know. He's had it really back. rough. <laughs> yeah, horrible, he has. Horrible card. Chris McCaffrey, you know, not being the guy. And then not only that, you get Cam to come back for a couple games and saying, I'm back. And he's not really back. That was wild. That yeah. was an awesome, like, two yeah. days. And then we just realized what it was. <laughs> yeah. That was like a Shady's back, back again, but not really back again sort of thing. <laughs> right. Um, so with all of that being said, I'm I'm taking Carolina to take a quarterback right here because out of go. desperation. Six? Oh, yeah. Six. Who? Oh, and it's a reach of reaches. And you will find Chicago Mike has some quarterbacks going uh, way early in this draft I'm, process. I think I know what's going to happen here. But... Kenny Pickett. Jesus Christ. Number six <laughs> to the Carolina Panthers. Matt six? Rule has a love affair. Love six? affair with this human being. You think six? six? Hundred percent. How many quarterbacks? Either is that, that team? either that, or they trade out of the pick. I can see that. Six. <laughs> Mark my words. Either they take Kenny Pickett at six, because they know they can't move out of what they're going to do, and they know that so many other teams has him on their radar and all this good stuff. Twenty bucks on that. Uh, Let's I'm say more... top ten. Top ten. Yeah. Hmm. That's a rough one. I still owe you a pizza party. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I can't eat pizza. You know, Vince goes on a fucking diet when I <laughs> offer a pizza party. You know, it's fucking fascinating. I'm anyway, to myself, man. Yeah. I'm not willing to put money on this per se, but I just have read okay. the reports coming we'll out of the camp of the Carolina Panthers. Okay. And Matt Rule is in love with Kenny Pickett. Who he is, his size, his demeanor, everything. The glove, no love, no glove. The age, everything. I think it makes sense. I think it really does make sense. So I think Kenny Pickett's going number six to the Carolina Panthers, and you got a new quarterback to compete. So high for me. But, I mean, it's definitely possible. And every year we kind of see it, a team reaches for a quarterback. I just... Oh, Vince, just wait. I'm just getting warmed up, man. I am just getting warmed (laughs) up. I have some shit in this draft because it's going to make your fucking head spin. I'm sure, and I'm ready for it. So let's let's move on to the New York Giants once again, who I do really believe could trade out of this pick to a team like the Packers or a team like the Kansas City Chiefs or somebody who's willing to move up to this pick in order to take some sort of offensive talent to bolster – that motion now what is do they your want to have two in the top 10 is the question really <laughs> do you want to move that far up right so for that yeah i mean it just depends to me this is one of the and in no offense to anybody who's high on this draft but this is one of the weaker draft yeah, talents yeah, i've seen sure. in years there was no guys like, at the top though are could be really 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 fucking good for a long time Sure. And I'm not saying that that's not a true statement. Yeah. But what I'm also saying, though. Sure. Nothing. But what I'm also <laughs> saying is there isn't like a true number one guy. There isn't a Trevor Lawrence. There isn't a Deshaun Watson. There isn't there isn't guys like that that you look at where you're like. And Deshaun oh, Watson was 16th, right? 14th? 11th. 11th. There it 
Yeah, text. I don't even fucking remember that. It's okay. <laughs> hey, I'm yeah. out here. Uh, Patty Mahomes was yeah. ten picks yeah. after uh, Mitch Trubisky. So yeah, we don't need to know how that, that worked. Anyway, <laughs> let's move back to this topic. Yes. Thank you, Chicago Bears. We would usually be at number seven, which we could probably use this pick at this time. Yeah, but it was our opportunity to draft a true talent at quarterback out of Ohio State and Justin Fields, and yes. we give the New York Giants the seventh pick in the draft. Vince, what is your yes. take? First off, I think this trade was worth it. There's a lot of good talent, like I said. I think it was worth it. They got our guy, so it's cool. It's fine. Whatever. The Giants here, I didn't do any trades. They could trade out of this for real, but I took Jermaine Johnson out of Florida hmm. State. I like him. Big hmm. dude. First Big pick, dude. I'm like, huh? Yeah, but explodes at the bottom. He's great. Oh, yeah. He's great at shedding. <laughs> he's great at shedding tackles. Um, I don't know. I was watching tape on him earlier because I was like, do I want to put him higher or not? He's kind of just got that it factor, you know. You watch it, and he's got that dog in him, and I, I love it. I love it for them. I think it works in New York. And also, honestly, they they have good linemen all the time, and like let's keep that shit going. Keep that defense beast. I think he's good. I think he'll do well for them. I mean, I'm not saying it's out of bounds, right? I'm not saying that that's something where you look at it and you're like, wow, that's a stupid pick. I mean, he's the he's the wor- the least of the top edge rushers for sure. Like, he's definitely fourth in this. Like, yeah, so where I, I see him falling farther down, down the draft board. And At we'll this point, in. any of these guys can move. Now, sure, absolutely. Like these top four or five guys are like, okay. And then after that, it just gets, turns into chaos. <laughs> this this is always the case. There is always some utter chaos in the first 10. Yep. So in my eyes, if the giants do wind up keeping this pick and I have gone down my rung here of saying that Trayvon Walker is not going to be a top five pick, he's still here at seven. And I don't think the giants are that dumb. So I think Trayvon Walker at number seven, either that or somebody drafts up, to try and take him, maybe like the Seattle Seahawks. Who did right? you have them taken at five? I had Sauce. Ooh, I like that. We okay. agree with Sauce. All yep. the Sauce, right? right, right. right. So right, right. Sauce is the guy. Now, in my opinion, at number seven, Trayvon Walker makes the most sense. I don't think he goes number two. <laughs> I think he goes number seven just due to the fact that I don't think that many edge rushers go tick, 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 tick. Um, like I said, I, I, I believe there is a high probability of somebody coming up to grab him um, beyond the Giants because the Giants have a pretty good defense right now. You know, you yeah. got Leonard Williams. You have people there who are maulers. He would be a great addition. But then again, if you can move back in the draft – and attain more picks later in the draft to assess more needs, that makes sense to me. So there's a lot of things here where I believe this is going to be the draft of trades, um, more so than any other. Then again, if teams know you're willing to trade, the value goes a lot lower. So we'll see, but that's my two cents. Now, as we move on to the Falcons, this was a... Like, okay, what do we do? I don't know what we do. 
but let's see. There's a lot of needs here. This team's in the middle of a rebuild. You got Marcus Mariota, quarterback. Yikes. Matty Ryan's out of town. He's on his way to Indianapolis. He's going to be a guy for them, supposedly, allegedly. Now, you have to surround some talent at number eight with Marcus Mariota. So, Vince, what's your take on this? Who are you, who are you picking at number eight? Are you going defense? Or are you going offense? What If you're a GM, what are you doing? Number eight, the Atlanta Falcons. The pick is in. Take Garrett Wilson, Ohio State wide receiver. Wow. Calvin Ridley's out. Wow. Calvin Ridley's out for the year. You already know Julio's already been gone. They need Mm -hmm. another guy to get in there. They need more weapons around Kyle Pitts. Quick dude. Get him in there. Six foot. Nice arms, big boy. Let's go. I like it. Put him so in you think Garrett Wilson is better than Chris Olave? I think Garrett Wilson's better for the Atlanta Falcons than Chris Olave. Why is but that? I don't know. I feel like, uh, I don't know. I was watching his tape earlier. I'm like, you know, comparing some other people's stuff. I I liked him at Ohio State. I thought he was quick. He's a good guy. I don't know. I like him there. I Chris Olave hmm. dropped a little bit for me. Not going to lie. What's the hate on Chris Olave right now? I'm I'm, I'm kind of confused. Not, I mean, he's a good player, obviously. Um, basically, what I base my entire opinion on on all of this is comparing one what other people were saying about these guys because I'm not a huge college football guy overall. Oh, um, and then but two I am, watching, right? I know oh. you are exactly, and two watching a bunch of tape, looking at all of the draft combine stuff. Honestly. Garrett Wilson grades out better in my mind. Um, he seems like he's kind of a more sure vet, but Chris Olave is, you know, also a top 15 pick in mine. So it could go either way. I like Garrett Wilson. Eighth pick. Two 22s. 22s. Okay. Atlanta Falcons take Chris Olave. Ohio State wide That's receiver. Why. And we have some fun, fun <laughs> topics to move into. I have them flip-flopped. We'll get into what that means in two minutes. But in my eyes, Chris Olave is a far better talent than Garrett Wilson. Um, Not that much better, but I think Chris Olave has more time on the pond, has worked with multiple quarterbacks, has the opportunity to now go into a franchise that has a mobile quarterback, and he's worked with that before in Justin Fields, and he knows how that looks. So I feel as if there is going to be some relatability with the two and how that operates in that offense. So in my opinion, Chris Olave, number eight, makes a ton of sense for the Atlanta Falcons. That helps a, a building block to that next step. And whether whether or not they take a quarterback later in the draft, we'll get into that. But there is some hypotheticals here that could be fun to tap into so that's my pick for number eight now we move to Pete Carroll young man Pete Carroll Seattle Seahawks what is your take at number nine for the Seattle Seahawks Seattle Seahawks number nine Charles Cross Mississippi State offensive you got him going early big boy I like him dude. early some stuff he's big early he looks like it, and he spreads out. Um, it seems like no one can get past him, which is kind of what you want. That's what you're going for this whole way. 
Um, but I mean, he's kind of quick and he's a big boy. And if he's quick with his big, his feet are quick. I don't know. When I watch offensive linemen, I'm looking at feet and I'm looking at arms and that guy is wide open and stopping everybody. I like him for the Seahawks. And also, honestly, the potential for him to look dope in that Jersey is through the roof. I mean, I don't know how much I'm going looking dope in a Jersey. As <laughs> no, that's a big thing need for me. And who that's the coach is. <laughs> if I'm going off who the coach is, he's going to go defense. Probably. That's what he always does. That's Pete. That's Pistol. That's our guy. Yeah. So Pistol, in my opinion, chooses Jermaine Johnson, Florida State University, edge rusher, defensive end. I believe this is something that makes sense for this team. They haven't had a edge rusher in years. They have a multitude of draft picks to play with this year either they trade out of the pick or this is the pick because this is the best edge rusher available at this point in time and it will be something that fits the bill for a Pete Carroll so that's number nine now we're going to move into number 10 now we got the Jets second pick in the first round top 10 yes okay so we're picking at four we're picking at 10 what is your theory for pick number 10 for the New York Jets? I think surround. you're going to like this. Let's go. Like this Let's movie. go. Let's go. Hi. At number 10, I have the New York Jets taking Drake London. Let's go. <laughs> Top 10 USC yes. pick, wide receiver, big boy, 6'4", insane, insane size. I love to see it. He grades out really well. Um, obviously good, good for mismatch. And also spreading out Zach Wilson bombs to a 6'4 Drake London on the side. I love to see it. I would say this. I agree 3,000%. Okay. I think Drake London is on the Jets' radar. I think he is 100% a guy that they want to surround Zach Wilson with. Now, my only hesitation is this. Green Bay is in a very interesting position where they have two first-round draft picks towards the tail end of this draft. And wide receiver is a need for the Jets, but they might be able to push back in this draft and maybe pick a guy like Jahan Dotson or maybe pick a guy, okay, out of Bama, right? So there are certain scenarios here, okay, where they can get Jamison Williams. They can get Jahan Johnson towards the end of the draft. So do they trade this pick for more value right now, right? Have the Packers come up, take a large figure like a Drake London who would fit in that offense. Are you saying they trade both their first rounds for him? No, I'm not going to say that. I just say you swap and maybe you throw in a third round or a fourth round or a fifth round, right? Because what's the value of 10? Yeah, I mean it's good wide receiver value for sure. Well, He's there's the second the thing. wide receiver off my board. Yeah, yeah, it's true, and, and we're both here right now, right? So, this is something that's interesting to me. Either the pick gets traded, or Drake London's going to New York. Yeah, or New Jersey, should we say? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, that is my two cents when we're talking about this pick at 10. I think the Jets need offensive talent. That's why I have Evan Neal going at four. That's why I have Drake London going at 10. First half of this draft for the Jets is all offensive talent. Let's continue to build that front line. Let's continue to build the weapons to surround Zach Wilson with real people, right? 
So especially a big target in the red zone that can go up and get it. Because if we look at Drake London, when he started at USC, he actually started as a tight end. And he was a guy. He's a big dude, man. Big big cat. Big, big cat. I mean, he is a unit. Okay. If we break this down, Drake London is 6'4", 220 pounds. He's a big human being. And he can go up and get it, former basketball player. He knows how to high point a ball, not just a basketball, but a football. So this is someone to really pay attention to in this first 10 to 15 picks in the draft. I believe that he is someone who would make an immediate difference. A, and anybody who can make Keaton Slovis look like a fucking rock star deserves to be picked in the first 15 (laughs) picks. So... With that being said, we're going to move on to the 11th pick in the draft. Yes. Commander Carson, who does he get? Commander Carson meets his friend on the other side of the ball, Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. Oh! See, this is fun. This is fun. Notre Dame. Um, He's big as shit for safety. Monster. But he he can cover. Um, Watching him play this year, it just seems like he's – really good tackler he always wraps a guy up and he's kind of got hands and he's fast and he's big i like him for that defense they need some they need some guys in their secondary their cornerbacks were horrible last year um so throw a safety in there i think he's going to be really good ron rivera defense match made in heaven in my now when vince says he's big i don't know if anybody understands how big big is but he's 6'4 220 and yeah, no, that, for that, a safety, <laughs> that's insane. fucking insane. <laughs> so, with all of that being said, I am not on board with this pick. That's all right. We're close. We're close. Okay. We are really close. Although I do see it happening because that is a Ron Rivera thing to do. Oh, Go no. defense, and if he's sitting there, it makes a lot of sense. So I'm not going to say Vince is out of his gourd to say that that's I'm a so thing. In my gourd right now. <laughs> <laughs> So Vince had at number eight, okay, he had Garrett Wilson at Ohio State University. All right, going at number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. I have Garrett Wilson going to the commies, a.k.a. Washington (laughs) Commanders, at number 11, OSU wide receiver. Give Commander Carson another target next to Scary Terry, and here you have it. So, because you have Montez Sweat, you have Kerrigan, you have a solid defensive line to lean on. There is some things here on that defense that make a lot of sense to me that they'll be able to address later in the draft at safety, later in the draft at cornerback. There are things in my mind that come to the forefront where I'm like, well, offense is a topic. But then again, Ron Rivera, former Bears defensive coordinator, it's like Lovey Smith 2.0. So hey, Wilson and Terry, though that'd be a nice little combo right there. It would, it would. So now we move on to the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. No love here, no love here. Being Bears fans, we are not about this life. But then again, nope. there's a lot of things that make sense. So the Minnesota Vikings, yeah, you, we you, know them. <laughs> we know. Well, them. <laughs> right. A lot of defense usually with this squad. So there is some things here now with Mike Zimmer being out of town, booted. How you doing? Keep it moving. Now we got the offensive coordinator. 
from the Rams coming in to be the guy coaching Kurt and all these guys. Yeah. Okay, so Kirk's going to get a new guy. How does this work? So, Minnesota Here we go. Need, needs cornerbacks. They oh! They need them, for sure. And uh-huh. I didn't take a cornerback. Oh, I got you. I think they got to draft the best talent available. Um, I think the two best cornerbacks they're looking for are already off the board. Or, oh, wow. So... Or not off the board, but rather there's there's one off take, the board. You got to take the best talent. Jordan Davis, Georgia, defensive tackle, right in the middle of that Minnesota Vikings line. Wow, big dude, dude. All my picks have just been big, but I this. I mean, if anybody's watched him for more than a second, you're like this big. guy. There's no way that somebody so athletic could be so big at the same time. He's terrifying. If he plays the potential, he might be the best player in this draft. I love Jordan Davis. I think Jordan Davis is a beast. I think it's definitely something to pay attention to. Um, I think he's a monster on the defensive line. I think that's somebody that is scary. I do not have him going to the Minnesota Vikings, even though it makes a shit ton of sense. And if you look at it, that defensive backfield is weak. It's so weak. (laughs) So Washington – goes offense i think minnesota goes defense kyle hamilton notre dame another notre dame pick shout out kyle rudolph kyle rudolph kyle hamilton how you doing harrison chilling back there i'm just saying kyle hamilton paired with harrison fucking forget about it yeah i mean it is a scary defensive backfield and that's something that you'll have to deal with for at least the next two to four years. Yeah. Right? So I like, it. I like Kyle Hamilton going to the Vikings. I think that makes a lot of sense. A lot, a lot of sense. I like it. Oh, yeah. So now the Texans pick again at 13. There are so many multiples, yes. right? Because we got the Lions with two picks in the first Teams round. Teams trade yep. their picks now <laughs> a lot more. It's kind of There's going to be some trades here, so I'm not surprised if somebody comes up yep. to 13 to draft somebody. But we're going basic bitch mock draft. So, Vince, yeah. at 13, Houston Texans. Houston we Texans. Uh, we had this conversation a little bit earlier today. Houston Texans, Lovey Smith, defense. I didn't take defender in the beginning. And that's because I picked Trent McDuffie out of Washington, cornerback, to the Houston Texans. Oh! Aggressive as shit. This guy is a beast. Wow. Well-balanced. I mean, not nothing like blows you out of the water. Wow. Um, he just, foot quickness, stays wow. on the guy. He's got sticky hands, man. He sticks with his guys. Hmm. And he's young. Yes, he's he young. is. He's a sophomore. So coming out as a sophomore, third-year guy, got red-shirted. This is a thought process that's interesting. So he's going to have to grow in his system. And, you know, that's my only thing where I'm not making a ton of sense of it because it's like, okay, here's a young team overall. You got Lovey Smith, a seasoned head coach, coming in, looking at this from a standpoint of, like, who am I going to go with, right? Right. So Lovey Smith, I think of defensive line. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's you had Jordan Davis going twelve to the Minnesota Vikings. I have Jordan Davis going thirteen to the Houston Texans just due to the fact of who it is 
and what they're about and how they're trying to build their team, and that's defense first. If so he was Jordan, available, he was there for me. For Jordan sure. Davis is a unit, 6'6", 341 pounds. This is someone who will make an immediate impact in the interior line right away, paired with Kayvon Thibodeau. Good luck. Yeah, that's mean. <laughs> that's that's, that's what Lovey wants. That's young and, and, and if Lovey can make that happen somewhere in between, that's going to be something to fuck with, like Wu-Tang Clan. So that is my two cents on pick number 13. Now we're going to move on to Baltimore. Yep. Okay, so Baltimore finishes at 14 the last end of the season. Little, Dude, little depressing on their end. Well, a little depressing. Yeah, they riddled by injuries. Riddled by injuries. You know, people coming in to, you know, play running back who were relevant sometime in the early 2010s. <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's an issue. And then Lamar Jackson going down halfway through the season with, a handful of different injuries and, and COVID. So now we got to look at Baltimore. Where does Baltimore trend? Are they going offense or are they going defense? The Ravens' biggest weakness last year was edge rusher. Couldn't get to the quarterback. 14th in pass rush win rate. Ooh, Ben's with his analytics. Here we go. Um, do you remember earlier when Zadarius Smith was like, hey, I'm not signing with the Packers. I'm going to the Ravens. Sure. And then all of a sudden he's like, fuck that, I'm going to the Vikings out of nowhere. <laughs> they didn't solve that issue. And this is where they're going to solve that issue. Um, we got a Greek lad. I don't know if I'm going to say his name right. George Karlofitis from Purdue. Really? Yes. George Karafitis? There it is. He's Greek. I, yeah, I know I Greeks. Know. I, I, I know I'm, Greeks. So Karafitis, Elithosinesti, Christosinesti. To all of my Greeks out there, if you're listening, I understand you. Um, and that is essentially he has risen and risen again. Now, um, what I will say is this. Yes. Karafitis, although an, an amazing talent, and don't Just get me wrong, ball. this would be a stretch for no Karafitis. Oh, yeah. I like it here. I like him specifically in Baltimore, too. It's a stretch. Considering guys like... Devontae Wyatt are still on the board, right? Okay. Considering that there is real talent on the board like David Ajobo. Edge Michigan, rushers, even Sure. Edge rusher. Ajobo is still an edge rusher if we're looking at this yeah. from a standpoint of who's going to be who and where are we going with this. So, in my eyes, cornerback is also an, a, an apparent need and that, that defensive backfield is also an apparent need. Um, you have Marlon Humphrey, and he's a stud, but he's aging in his contract. Yes. My thought process here was Trent McDuffie. Okay. Two behind so, me. Yep. One behind me, rather. Yep. See, so as you can see, the, the thought process is there, right? So it's it's one or the other, but in my opinion, McDuffie is a guy. Yeah, no, I agree. I put him earlier. Sophomore, early guy who can learn under a guy like Humphrey, learn under someone who's not necessarily going to be rushed to be a number one guy. Yes. And that's where I think he wins because he's young. He's going to get into a system that makes sense. That's where I see McDuffie going at 14. Now, the Eagles planting 
all these sort of flowers watering and plants flowers. and watering and, and doing everything that they can to grow <laughs> the talent. They're at pick number yes. 15. 15. So who do you got? The Philadelphia Eagles growing plants. <laughs> Nick Sirianni. Hey, Who's dude. he growing, Vince? Who's Eagles he growing? Eagles are gonna Eagles. Eagles are gonna Eagles. They do this in the first round. They're gonna do it again. We talked about him at length already. Chris Olave, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, damn. Pair him up with Devontae Smith. I like that. Jalen Rager can get out of Dan. <laughs> They're all good after that. <laughs> uh, Chris Olave could have won earlier. We were talking about it earlier. You you put him earlier. Um, Jalen Rager, man. I mean. He could have a comeback year of the century. I highly yeah, doubt he'll be, it. He'll be the third wide receiver on this team after they pick Chris Olave. So. Something like that. <laughs> well, listen, what I will say is this. Um, the hell was that? No clue. Anyway. <laughs> was that Bruno Mars? <laughs> it was Bruno. Anyway. Let's go. <laughs> With all that being said, Vince had Charlie Cross going real early in this draft. Um, I have Charlie Cross going towards the middle of this draft because I do not believe he is the number one offensive tackle that you could pick at this stage of the game. So I'm going number pick 15, Philadelphia Eagles, Charlie Cross. I like him. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. I like him a lot. Well, if you look at it, if you look at it, Jalen last playoffs got sacked almost six times in the first half. Okay. So that was not good. That was not good at all. So I think something you need to make a true pact to do is protect the quarterback. Aging offensive line. Kelsey's almost on his way out. Okay, so now we need somebody to protect the QB. Whether or not he's the person that's going to be your guy moving forward in the future, that's a whole other topic. But you still need those bones there. I so. think he's got a future no matter where he goes. But like he just can't throw the football down the football field. So. Right. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, he's gonna, he can be career backup for the rest of eternity. Yeah, yeah, something like that. All <laughs> right, so we got Philadelphia Eagles taking Charlie Cross. At 15, now we're going to move into pick 16. We got yes. New Orleans. Okay, so New Orleans, a lot of people are saying, could they take a quarterback? Are they going to go offensive tackle? Yeah. Defensive tackle? Some are saying wide receiver. What makes sense? <laughs> Some, Some are saying wide receiver. receiver. What are we 16. doing with New Orleans Saints, Mike? What are we doing right now? Pick is in. Pick is in, Vince. 16. New Orleans Saints take Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa, offensive tackle. Wow. Wow. I don't think they pick a quarterback this year. That is a reach. Reach. I, I think he could have went earlier. No. No yes. fucking way. Oh, yeah. He's getting too much hype from this FS1 documentary. <laughs> he's good, though. He's a big He's boy. all right. He's all right. He, he's a guy. Country strong. Yeah, I guess. But, yeah, no. I don't I don't <laughs> view it that way. I don't okay. view it that way. And And, and here's why. Because if we look at the Saints, there's an aging defense, okay, one. Cam Jordan's on his way out. Cam Jordan is a trade away to being on the Rams and making that the ultimate hub of defensive talent, essentially. So if you look 
okay, at this pick. We look at the Saints. I'm going to say defense because the defensive head coach that you have coming in from being a D coordinator to now being the head coach, I think defense pick number one out of the two picks they have in the first round. You go in, you get a guy like Devontae Wyatt, Georgia, defensive tackle. We lost him. <laughs> and I'm here. How are we doing? I'm and he's back. Well, Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle, Georgia. Perfect. California knows how to party, Mike. California knows how to party, especially when you have a talent of the likes of Cleo Mack. <laughs> for sure. Forever uh, and for sure. So, you know, if they didn't have Cleo Mack, maybe they're going defense in L.A. But they don't because they have Cleo Mack. Los Angeles Chargers, the Austrian god Bernhard Raymond, Central Michigan offensive tackle. I mean, they need a tackle. They need a tackle. It's probably the number one need. He fills that hole. If Trevor Penning's still there, they take him. If he's not, like I said, Bernard Raymond. Wow. That's a reach in my opinion. Mm-mm. Reach. Reach. Wait till, you see, wait till you see it happen. I'm telling you. Wow. I mean, the cockiness here. I can't even right now. <laughs> hey, All I gotta right? say confidence. Hey, I, I love the confidence, Vince. But here's yes. what I'm going to say. Okay. Um, if we look at this overall, all right, L.A. Chargers get our boy out of Northwestern last year, just an absolute monster, mm-hmm. all right, crushing life at left tackle. Now you need someone who's a mauler who went up against defensive talent his entire career. We're going to go Kenyon Green, Texas A&M offensive tackle, someone who's an interior lineman who could also play guard, who could also play right tackle. That's someone to me that protects our boy Herbie better than anybody. Okay. And you pair that, right? This is the true talent beyond that. All right. And Bernhard, though, big boy, 30366. He's just going to keep getting better. Who do you play? I mean, he was on Central Michigan. So, I mean, that's exactly who do you play? I look at Texas AM. (laughs) I look at SEC. I look at the defensive talent. You got to play Georgia. You got to play Bama. You got to play all these teams that are true defensive powerhouses. That's how I view this pick. Now we're going to move in to the other Philadelphia pick, which is going to be 18. Now, granted, we have all stated 15 and 18 could be traded at any point in time. So Vince at 18, who do you have the Eagles picking? I have the Eagles picking the third of the Georgia defensive lineman-esque guys here. Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle, Georgia. Wow. Yeah, I like him. Big boy. They could use some help on the interior line. So we kind of got him flip-flopped here a little bit, but I like it. Okay. See it happening. Where do you have him? Or actually, who do you have for the Eagles, rather? So the Eagles at this pick, all right, I have Devin Lloyd. Utah, defensive end, a.k.a. outside linebacker, all right, someone who can bend the corner and get to the quarterback, all right. Might be a stretch. Then I was going to say, I don't, I don't have him in my first round at all. It To me, this makes sense, and it's something the Eagles would do a la Jalen Rager. 
Oh, uh, wow. Do they want to learn from that? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if Seriani's done growing plants. I don't know. Yeah. But here we go. Okay. So now we get really interesting to the last yes. portion of this draft. And Vince was mm-hmm. like, no way this is going to go this long. I'm like, yeah, it's going to go this long. <laughs> Welcome know, to the first true. draft spectacular. Hey, man. I'm happy to be here. Welcome. So. We have the New Orleans Saints at pick 19, who very well mm-hmm. could trade out of this pick. Who do we have the New Orleans Saints picking at 19? There was a guy earlier in this podcast. Um, he said, oh, Saints are stuck. They they love Jameis Winston. He got LASIK. That's all right. LASIK Jameis. I say whoever that guy was, me, can go piss off because they're taking wow. Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh. I wanted to pick Malik Willis here. I think Kenny Pickett <laughs> matches the Saints real well. Um, I like him. I mean, the commanding guy. He's a game manager. He doesn't blow you away with all of his intan- or all of his um, physical attributes. Intangibles are bomb. He's really good. He seems mature. He's good in the pocket. I like him in New Orleans. Well, he's not going to start this year anyway. I'm pretty wow. sure he would back him up. So. Wow! 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 <laughs> Listen, in my opinion, this is not out of bounds. But Kenny Pickett doesn't fall this far down the draft due to the love affair with the Carolina Panthers and Matt Rule. Okay, this doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't happen. So with all of that being said, okay, I view this as, yes, the New Orleans Saints draft a quarterback. And who is the best available quarterback in the draft who was working in a pro-style system, who's mobile, who unfortunately got injured in a bowl game. And that individual is Matt Corral. So Matt Corral fits the New Orleans Saints better than most due to the fact that he he does not have to come in and immediately start. He can come in, do his thing, learn in the system that Sean Payton made, and then be ready to rock in year two. I can't believe you put him in the top 20. Oh, 100%. Let's He's go. He's mid-second for me. Uh, many, many say Kenny Pickett's going mid-second. So yeah. this is yeah. all subjective. That's what I'm we saying. Are, Quarterbacks we are about as right as Mel Kuyper and Todd McShavin. <laughs> None of this is going to be accurate. <laughs> None of this is going to be accurate. So let's continue. Yes. So yeah. we are a credible source of sports knowledge. I don't yes. care what you say. Agreed. Anyway, pick number 20, Uh huh. Pittsburgh Steelers. I think we're going to have the same pick here. Do you? I have a gut. The, uh, Who Pittsburgh is Steelers. Mike Tomlin picking at number 20, Vince? Pittsburgh Steelers saw what the Saints did, and they're like, damn. Yep. Hot as hell. Let's I go. Just like that. Let's they're like, go. You know what we got to do? We got to bring in a guy that's faster. That can launch the ball. Let's go. That guy's name is Malik Willis out of Liberty, Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. We've agreed on two picks so far in this draft. Let's go. And this is number two. So, everybody, Malik Willis is going to be a Pittsburgh Steelers. Good luck, Money Mitch. Bet it down. Good luck. I love it. (laughs) I think that – I don't know who – I don't think he starts this year. Obviously, it's going to take longer for him to kind of – get through some stuff, some growing pains. Then Kenny Pickett will. Um, I think Mitch probably starts this year. He's just a roadblock. Malik Willis takes over when he's ready. I like him a lot. I think it works a lot in Steelers. Malik Willis is a guy. 
I think a lot of people have him high up on the draft board. I think there's a lot of things that needs to be worked through, though. I think the the mechanics and a lot of different things need help. He played at Liberty. I mean, yeah, the offense there isn't anything to write a book about. So it's going to take a lot of time. It's a raw talent. I think in any other draft, if Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields involved, he is a second max to fourth, fifth round pick. So not too high on it. Once again, these are reaches. These are things, in my opinion, where you look at Matt Corral, you look at Malik Willis, this is what the draft is giving you. So with all that being said, that's who I'm taking. Pick number 20. I Malik agree. Willis for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> now, New England, this is an yes. interesting pick. New England recently traded a fifth-round draft pick for a sixth and a seventh they must know something none of us do. So with all of that being said, at 21, New England, who you got? Every Brady needs his Welker. Every Brady needs his Moss. Really? Bill Belichick's like, hey, why do we got to go and grab Wes Welker in the third round when we can grab a Randy Moss in the first round? He takes Jamison Williams from the New England Patriots wow. from Alabama wow. to the New England Patriots. He's wow. In, dude, did you know he's a record-breaking high school hurdler? Fun Do you fact. know that he also tore his ACL in the national championship game? Yeah, dude, those things heal these days. We already know that. Uh-huh. You can come well, back better than ever if you want. I'm not saying that it's not possible. I'm saying that it's difficult to overcome. Having a knee injury in my earlier days as a no i'm not i'm not i'm not i've never torn my acl but i'm just saying i've had a knee injury in my life and they are difficult to come back from so with all that being said um i do not believe the patriots go offensive talent here you got Devontae parker you could probably get some talent for more value towards the later half of the draft now what i do see is the Patriots being the Patriots and building their offensive line to protect Mac. So with that being said, and I can't believe he's even on the board at this stage of the game because he is such a amazing offensive talent. Tyler Lindenbaum, Iowa offensive tackle center, just a true stud. And I truly believe he fits with the New England Patriots. It makes way too much sense. Yeah. He's staying on my board for a little bit longer, but that's a that's a solid piece. Oh yeah. Now your boy Jamison Williams yeah. might be coming up here shortly. Now oh, it's a little bit of shit talking. Twenty twenty two. Twenty two. Pick number twenty two is Green Bay Packers. Yeah. All right. We gotta make sure Aaron Rodgers has some talent around him. So Vince, yes. who are we taking at twenty two for the Packers? Traylon Burks, Arkansas. They wow. Need a, they need a wide receiver so wow. bad. At this point, all wow. the wide receivers in the first round are taken. This is the last one, or second to last one that I got on here. He isn't the best wide receiver in this draft, but he's damn good. Arkansas actually played pretty well last year. He was a big piece for it. Um, he's fast, 4'5", 40, 6'2". He could do the deal. I think he fits well in New England. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but for me, this is something where they want a shifty route runner who can bend the field. And with that being said, Jamison Williams made a lot of sense to (laughs) me at 22 
where not so much for the Pats. So that is to me where Green Bay goes beyond that. If not, they flip flop with the Jets at 10 and go get Drake London. So there are some things here in my eyes that make a lot of sense. Now, as we move forward, 23 is the Arizona Cardinals. There's a lot of different situations going on with the Arizona Cardinals right now with Kyler Murray potentially threatening to say, I'm going to go play baseball, potentially threatening to say, give me a new deal or I'm not playing. Now, there's a lot of things here that I don't know where I go with this, right? You got D-Hop. You got a lot of talent on this offense. You lose Christian Kirk. Vince. $84 million. $84 million. No way. The card's taken. (laughs) The Arizona Cardinals are taking Derek Stingley Jr., LSU cornerback. Wow. Saying that they need more offensive talent, sure. I think they're like, hey, let's solidify the defensive backs. He's kind of a prototype cornerback. Like, all of his measurables are exactly what you're looking for. Um, He's not very tall. He's six foot. He's got good speed. Um, Some say one of the best athletes in the draft class. From what I've seen, I can kind of agree. Um, Yeah, I think he'd he'd work out perfectly in Arizona. But also, you know, that Kyler stuff might actually get to him. So who knows? So interesting take. Interesting take to go corner here, right? Now, what I would say is this. If we look at the Arizona Cardinals, they just lost Chandler Jones. Mm -hmm. And Chandler Jones was a dog. Hell yeah. Right? Defensive line. The athletic now, family, man. Right. Now, jo- like, George Karafitis, to me, makes a ton of sense going from the shitty Midwest, Indianapolis, being a Greek kid, you know, maybe growing up in the south side of Chicago, wherever he grew up, now just being a dog for the Arizona Cardinals on the west side of town. So, I think Karafitis goes to the Arizona Cardinals, replaces the Chandler Jones, and here we are. I like it. Oh, yeah. I think that can work. Oh, yeah. Now, 24 Dallas Cowboys. A lot yes. of people are like, where do the Cowboys go? Aging yeah. offensive line. They lost some talent. Amari Cooper decides to split. How does this work? Aging offensive line? Bring in new blood, sir. That's where I'm going. Zion Johnson, offensive guard slash center. Um, two-time team captain, plus intelligence. Um, big boy, operates consistently well. He's got a big base. I don't know. I like him right in the middle of that pack for the Dallas Cowboys. I think he can stay there for many years to come. Hmm. Like it? Like the pick? I also chose an offensive talent on that offensive oh. line. Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa. I believe he solidifies the left side of that line is a guy that makes sense to go to the Dallas Cowboys and 100% somebody who could start day one and even fit into that system makes sense, protect that Dax blind side. So, I mean, yeah, he was higher up in my draft. I like him a lot. So, well, I don't think he's that guy. I think he does fall to the late half of the draft. And I think that's perfect for the Cowboys to capitalize on. That's yeah. my thought process. In my opinion, Okay, Tyler Lindenbaum is the guy, or Linderbaum is the guy 
former wrestler in high school played with Christian. I, I mean, Christian Worfs. I mean, just the low center of gravity, low center of gravity comes from a school that relates to the process. So to me, he goes earlier than that portion of the game. Cause I was honestly flip flopped between the two. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like Trevor Penning or Tyler Linderbaum. That's kind of the two I had from 21 to 24. Now, if we move on to the Bills, Bills have a lot of defensive needs, okay? Aging defense, in particular defensive line, okay? Now we get some guys coming in, okay, like Von Miller, who are going to help us fortify that defensive line. So Mm -hmm. what is your thought process here? The Buffalo Bills have had one position where it just kind of doesn't make any sense. They've had two guys last year. One guy they had for a while wasn't that good. I'm talking running backs right now. Oh, no running wow. Backs drafted yet. He's got a running back going I in the first round. You're fucking with a me. Running back going you are in the first fucking with me. Round. Swear to God, on my life. Hand to God. I'm putting here. Hand to God. I did wow. all of my prayers. Wow. did my Hail Mary. Brees Hall, Iowa State running Damn. back. Damn. To the Buffalo Bills. David um, Montgomery over here, 2.0. I say it, he's patient, he's great at scoring touchdowns, he's got a great eye for the field, and he's Man, big, and he's a high-volume back, and that's kind of what they need at this point because those shifty guys, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, isn't working out, and they know that. This guy can come in and get a lot of good touches. Brees Hall. I'm out of my mind for going to QBs back-to-back, and this guy's got a fucking running back going in the first round. Anyway... I believe that the biggest, okay, gap in the Buffalo defense is the line. Now, granted, you went and bridged some of that gap with Von Miller. Don't get me wrong. Great pick. Yeah, but he's not the Von of old, for sure. No. And granted, he did tear his Achilles yes. in his pro day. David Ajobo, though, in my eyes, is a guy towards the end of the year could come in and be someone to make you that defensive powerhouse you need to be towards the playoffs. David Ajobo, Buffalo Bills, pick number 25. He's so good. That injury scares me, but he's so good. He's so good. Yeah. I didn't squeeze him in my my first round, but he's probably 33 on my draft. I squeezed him. To, to me, I put a running back sense. in there, so I can't say shit. But <laughs> well, I was just about to say, I was like, "This is I mean, you could have squeezed like, him in here, yeah." So <laughs> like fitting Devin Booker in there, you know? Hey, it's it's gonna like happen. it's gonna happen, man. <laughs> you think Devin Booker's gonna go in the first round? No. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Say Brees Hall, bro. Come on. Well, we're gonna see how this this works here. In my opinion, there's gonna be some interesting topics here, and of course, there's gonna be some reaches. So. We're going to continue to move through it. Mm-hmm. Now, as we go to the Tennessee Titans at pick yes. number 26, who do you have the Tennessee Titans picking? Mind you, Julio's yeah. gone. A.J. Yeah. Brown is threatening to leave. Right. So, obviously, you go offensive guard. <laughs> I have Kenyon Green going to the Tennessee Titans. You had him earlier. Um, I think he slots in pretty well here. Um, obviously, good size, broad frame, good thickness. I think he's good for that offensive line. He's going to protect uh, good old Ryan Tanny as much as he needs so he can get the ball off on time. If he falls so, that far, I will be so surprised. Now, I was more a little logical with my pick in my mm-hmm. eyes that 
you are losing Julio. You are, in fact, losing potentially an A.J. Brown who's like, get me out of town or pay me. Jahan Dotson, Penn State wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I believe this is someone who is creeping up draft boards quickly. And if Chris Olave's off the board and all these guys from Bama and OSU are gone, well, this is something that is highly available. So do you reach to go get him, right? Do you reach to go there? Which I think you should because you need to surround the talent um, with Tannehill, with Chris, with Henry. I mean, it's all there. It's all there. So, yes. My pick. Now, we're going to 27, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Okay? Tampa Bay. Okay. Okay. Travis Jones, defensive tackle, Connecticut. Goes to Tampa Bay. Um, Lots of potential. Everybody says everything about this guy. Potential. Potential. Large mitts, wide body. Um, Potential to elevate his game. That's all people are saying. I think he goes to the Bucs, takes his time. Works with his new defensive-minded head coach. I like Travis Jones to Connecticut. Or to, Jesus Christ, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to Connecticut. Can't wait. <laughs> um, going to the ESPN factory. Anyway. Oh, what else is there? <laughs> anyway. Tampa Bay. Yep. Losing offensive tackles this year. And primarily offensive line talent to the Cincinnati Bengals. I believe that even if you have to reach at 27, you go offensive line. Zion Johnson, Boston College offensive tackle. Not a reach. Not a reach, not not a stretch. I like him right there. Makes sense. You protect Tom. You go to another Super Bowl. (laughs) This seems to me like, (laughs) well, Tom's going to another Super Bowl, like it or not going to rep the nfc i don't know who makes more sense but we'll continue to go through this now green bay yeah right number 28 whether they trade out of this pick or not who knows vince who do you have the green bay packers picking at 28 those boys need some defensive help quay walker georgia is going to give them some defensive help that is the fourth georgia defender that i have in my first round staunch defense last year uh, Quay Walker, super lively, feet's going, quick recognition. Um, he kind of, he's got a good way of just getting past linemen, which is kind of what you want to do. Um, but he, he obviously sees past everything. He blocks everything quickly. I like him. He's quick for that defense. And I hope that he doesn't go there because I'm not trying to play him every, what, three times a year, two times a year. So. Interesting. I didn't even have him in my top 30. He's a boss. I mean, I didn't even have that here. Now, in my eyes, I also have an edge rusher. Okay. Yeah. Logan Hall, Houston. Okay. Was my pick at 28 for Green Bay. Now, I do believe Green Bay made trade out of this pick at 28. Okay. And what, here's why up? I said. No, move back. If anything, okay. move back because there's some wide receiver talent they know they can stack on. Um, you look at a team like the Bears. You look at a team like maybe Kansas City. Um, you look at a team like the Lions, maybe looking to jump up in that respect. Or teams in the back half of that second round looking to move around maybe a team like even Seattle. Mm-hmm. That's something to me that makes sense. Now, 
the Packers do need defensive line help. Yeah. Losing Zadarius Smith. This makes sense to me. Now, 29, Kansas City have two picks that are back-to-back. Yep. How they go about this, I don't know. I think one of them gets traded ultimately, which could also be a Bears thing. Wouldn't be surprised. Nope. Now. I kind of wouldn't know, too, because Poles lost picks. Yeah, true, true, true. Now, 29, Kansas City. Who we taking? So I think they go, these two picks is going to go, they're going to go defensive and offense, so. Arnold Abaketi, <clears throat> Penn State, skilled rusher, the last edge rush I have in this draft or in this first round. Um, snakes in the small gaps, good zone play. I like him; he's quick. I think he'd work out well with the Chiefs. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you're losing the Honey Badger, right? Mm-hmm. So you're losing right. a defensive talent, and I believe the best defensive talent available at this stage of the game for your defensive backfield is out of Michigan and Daxton Hill. Okay. Safety. I believe he is right there with Kyle Hamilton. Strong dude, not as long as Kyle Hamilton, but a great tackler and has great ball instincts. I think he is a great replacement right away for the honey badger. We got going at 30. 30. I have Christian Watts in North Dakota state last wide receiver of this first round. Um, he's got a family. He's got family from the NFL. Good size. I think he's six four. Yeah, six four. Good speed. Good length. Christian Watson works out real well with the Chiefs because they need to bring in a guy that they can grow themselves. Because they obviously lost Tyreek Hill this year, so got to patch it up where you can. I like the thought process, but I think it's a reach. I think defense are the biggest topics to stay on right now. You have to potentially face a Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, etc. in the playoffs moving forward. So you do have to bolster your defensive backfield. Now, with that being said, I believe Kansas City, two picks in a row, go defensive backfield. I believe and Andre or Andrew Booth Jr., Clemson, cornerback. I like that. I mean, Another they do need Clemson help cornerback. I mean, to me, it makes the most sense in the world. Now, speaking yes. of Joey B and the boys, yep. pick number 31. We got the Cincinnati uh, Bengals. Who you take? We, we talked about him a couple times. He dropped a little bit in mind. Tyler Linderbaum, Iowa, offensive line. They need offensive line. It's been a story forever. They went to the Super Bowl last year, and they still need offensive line. Tyler Linderbaum, get him in there. Wow. Huh. You got him dropping that far to 31. I do, but I like him at 31. He's not going any further. I mean, I think everybody likes him at 31. Yeah. yeah. I like hey, him man. at 31. If, at that point, happens. the Bears should go up and get him. It happens, my friend. But with all that being said, Cincinnati Bengals were also lacking on defense, in particular at the linebacker position. Nothing stood out to me there. Mm-hmm. Nicobe Dean, Georgia, four-year starter, stud, Defensive starter, defensive captain, guy who can come in immediately, be like your Roquan Smith of the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that's a guy. If they okay. don't go to Kobe Dean at 31, I don't know. Now, the final pick of the first round before we get to Bears Corner. Detroit Lions were staying in division. Who are they taking? They have the last pick at 32. 
I can't stop at four Georgia defenders. I gotta put N'Kobe Dean in the first round too. Go to Detroit. Wow, love it, love it. Here we yes. go. East. I like N'Kobe Dean. He's agile. He's quick. He's fast. That whole team was crazy last year, and he was a big part of it. And I think, uh, I think he gets that first round nod. So N'Kobe Dean, welcome to Detroit. Detroit, number 32, Kyler Gordon, Washington quarterback. I think a cornerback is the ultimate uh, piece to help solidify this defense. Offensive line was last year with Penny Sewell. You're trying to fortify that. You have some good offensive pieces in Amon Ross St. Brown. You bring in DJ Chark. I think offensively your stout now is the focus on defensive backfield. So – Draft spectacular. I mean, this was fantastic. Now, we would be remiss if we didn't have a Bears corner to discuss our Chicago Bears. So, Vince. Yes. It is Bears corner. Bears All right. corner. I need to, I need you to be with me with this. I'm getting it. Getting after it. <laughs> now. Yes. There's a lot going on right now with the Bears, and this is how we're going to end it because this yep. is a football pod, all right? If everybody was looking for it, you got it, all right? We're now we're 30 into this. Yeah, if you don't got it now, you're fucked. We're going full-blown footballs. So there is a lot of reports that the Bears are going to trade Robert Quinn for some draft capital. Do you mm-hmm. think that is packaged to get into the first round to that late half? Do we potentially look at drafting in that late half, late half of the first round to get a Tyler Lindenbaum, to get somebody in that later half who would make sense to be an offensive tackle with Robert Quinn to say, hey, we'll give you a second-round pick, Robert Quinn, defensive all-pro, Pro Bowl. Does it Ideally, make sense? for me, if you can throw the 39 to Robert Quinn and get into the first round, I would do it because they're not going to – they're not going to really compete this year, and that's just known. Um, I hope they do a little bit, but as far as I'm concerned, like they're not going to compete that much this year. Um, no. If you can go up and get a Tyler Linderbaum, like if he drops to where I have him dropped, or if he can trade with the Chiefs and go 30, I like that a lot. Would someone do it? I'm not entirely sure. Um, but, I mean, if you can get a Robert Quinn and a second-round draft pick to move up, a lot of teams would at least be interested. And I like them going in the first round and probably grabbing an alignment if they can. No, I'm with that statement 100%. I believe that this is something that the Bears need to explore a little bit. Now, are people going to try and steal Robert Quinn from us? Potentially, do we have nothing to hang our hat on in the first round? Absolutely. So, Tyler Lindenbaum, to me on the Bears, makes a ton of sense. This would be a great pick, but I don't believe that's going to happen. So... With that being said, I believe the Bears stand pat and maybe mm. trade Robert Quinn for more capital towards the end of the draft if it's the fourth, fifth, five, sixth round pick. I can see that. Pulls Stacking draft that. Picks, man. He does, and I don't blame him. Um, you know, he's been thrown into a shit show. So, you know, you, you're trying to clean up the mess of Ryan Pace, who traded every draft pick and their mother. Mm-hmm. and you're trying to move forward to build a nucleus. That makes sense. So 
I believe that if Robert Quinn is traded, it's for a third, fourth, fifth, or sixth round pick or multiples beyond that because he does have value. Yeah. So he had a good year with last all that, year. With all that being said, I believe the Bears, if they do stand pat at 39, mm-hmm. um, take Tyler Smith, Tulsa. Okay. I think this is a great pick. I think he's an offensive tackle that fits us perfectly. And I also believe that he will make an immediate impact opposite that of Tevin Jenkins. So, Okay. I've seen a lot of Bernard Raymond talk getting to this point. I don't have him dropping that far. Um, I I mean, he could, I guess, because he is in the lower half of the first round. Um, I do think they're taking an offensive lineman. Um, Tyler Smith makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I don't know. I just kind of hope they pick up a, a guy that they can – they can push through um, and actually have a defensive, decent offensive line. Excuse me. Um, since Poles kind of comes from that tree, ideally that would be a match made in heaven. They can kind of get a guy in and, and work them. You know. I agree with that statement. You know, we're picking nine picks apart, so we're thirty nine and forty eight. Yeah, I think this is something that is to pay attention to from a draft standpoint. To me. Christian Watson, North Dakota State, would be mm-hmm. a great Chris Olave type pick to have at that later end of the second round. A part of me feels like they do package something with Robert Quinn to get more draft picks. I feel like and it if- too. They're they're too close of picks, and I don't think they're gonna get what they want out of them. So I think it might be a, a draft day trade. It makes a lot of sense for me. Yeah. I think there's a trade here at some point. I think the Bears definitely need to understand that this year you're not going to necessarily win the division, but as long as you have some games to compete in and Justin Fields looks as if he is a guy. And just show some growth, job. you know, <laughs> show some growth. Like I just need to see him get better in certain areas. I mean, what's, what's that ladder then, you know, right? I mean, what, what is the what is the benchmark for Justin Fields? Is it multiple games where he looked like he did against the Steelers where he got robbed? I, I mean, mean, is it what yeah, is well, it that? There's okay, so like I don't think you can break it down analytically cuz I mean a lot of quarterbacking is kind of impossible to do that. Sure. But for him, I think it's going to be comfortability and consistency. Because, like, a lot of times it's like, boom, he had a really good game. Oh, shit, he's the man. And then, you know, the next game is a, is a dud. And you're like, well, we worked on the last one. I want to see, like, two, three, four games in a row where he throws pretty well. They don't have to win every one, obviously. I just want to see him going out there, two TDs and an interception. It's like, fine, just consistent the whole way across the road. That's all I kind of want to see from him. I agree with that. And not only that, an offense that fits his script and fits right. what he does well. and fits That he seems everything. to be most comfortable in now, or way more comfortable than he was, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and we'll see how that all plays out towards the start of the season. I believe that this is someone who has the ability to grow, has the ability to be a talent, even though everybody wants to say in Ohio State hasn't been a quarterback talent in XYZ, whatever. I believe Fields has the intangibles to be a guy. I also believe that he has the arm talent and the footwork to be your next prototype. So I hope you're right. And I 
I, I think we're all, it, but, I mean, yeah. we all hope to have the amount of excitement that we did when the Bears ultimately host the Lombardi Trophy in Arlington Heights. And that <laughs> is 2029. <laughs> um, that's the next outlook. Although 2029 would be now. How about we say this, Vince? 2026. Okay. If it's built by then. Fair? Well, I. I don't think it's gonna be built by then. They're saying 2029, dude. And I, you know, all construction. I thought it was 2027. That's when like they break ground. I feel like. Oh yeah, hey, hey, we're gonna build the uh, 22 billion dollar stadium. It's gonna be in, uh, You know, sometime in 2030. So you, be ready it, for it. <laughs> you can. You I thought I heard like 2028, 2029. The unions are gonna be here and. Um, <laughs> You know, it might get done then. It might get done at a different time. We got Tommy. We got Josh. We got Tom. We got, we got Tommy. Tom. We got <laughs> Vinny. We got Nikki. You know, we're gonna go and we're gonna we're gonna build some shit. We'll see you next year. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. How you doing? Keep it Keep moving. moving, Vince. Yeah. The draft spectacular <laughs> was a massive success. This has been life. a pleasure, dude. This has been a good time. I we really didn't get it. into everything we thought we could. Vince was under the impression that this was going to be something no. where we could just like you know. slowly move into NBA talk, but no. no. You know, we really got into it. Um, we had extra stuff, but you know, we'll just get into that next time because who cares? This is the draft spectacular. This is the draft-tacular. So with all of that being said, we thank you for tuning in. It is episode 17, season 2. We are in full effect. And Vince, thank you for joining once again absolutely it's been a blast i'm happy i can be on be on this one since i wasn't on it last year and going forward we're gonna have one every goddamn year Um, every year a quick and important thing if you guys want to hear the next one next year you're gonna have to subscribe to us yeah and like and comment and most importantly rate five stars for us that's what we need if you don't rate it five stars then i'm not what are you doing then what are you even doing 100 percent this was fantastic. Vince, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you officiate a beautiful wedding in Colorado Thanks, Springs. Bud. Thank you. Reverend Vince, thank you so much for being it's gonna with be us again. Part, by the way, if Richie listens to this, just heads up. <laughs> once again, to... people, you know the drill. <laughs> like it, rate it. We will see you next week. Thank you. Peace.